Good afternoon, everybody. This is Stacy with LSDS, and today I'm excited to have another first-time guest to the podcast series. This is Kelsey. She's another one of our research team members on the risk mitigation side of LSDS, researching and monitoring travel-related risks around the globe. Welcome, Kelsey. Hi. Today, our topic is holiday scam awareness. This is that time of year where we're shopping a lot, we're traveling more, and the fast pace of this time of year can make us pretty easy prey for scams targeting our activities, especially online. Yeah, it's really important, especially this time of year, to be aware of and understand the threat that we're facing. The holidays especially are a time of bigger financial spending for a lot of people, buying gifts and et cetera. So the potential for scams is definitely heightened. A lot of these scams aren't necessarily individually targeted. They're often the easy way in or the low-hanging fruit. We'll see like phishing, emails and texts, different types of scams as we go into the podcast. But prevention and smart security measures can thwart almost all of these potential threats and cyber attacks that we see this time of year. So just slowing down, looking at things with a closer eye can save you a lot of stress down the road. Absolutely. We want to enjoy the holidays and get our gifts out there for everybody. I know it's it's fun for people to shop and share. So to start this off, Kelsey mentioned types of scams we're going to talk about. So brace for a mini crash course here on some kind of scammy lingo. Okay, you hear this thrown around a lot. So we're going to go over just a few of really basic ones that are very common and you're seeing them probably on a daily basis. The first one I'm going to talk about is spoofing. And this is when a website, an email, a phone number, or something is disguised. It could be off by just one number or letter if you read it very carefully. And it's they're trying to get you to believe you're dealing with a trusted source. And they want you to click on links that they've provided and share information that they want or get malicious code into your device. Yeah. So phishing kind of is an extension of all of that. They use spoofing techniques that will lure you in, maybe get you to take the bait. They'll seem legitimate to the naked eye, and they're usually designed to trick you into giving information that other people probably shouldn't have access to. So you might receive an email that appears to be from a legitimate business, even a business that you use or a bank that you use, asking you to update or verify your personal information by clicking on a link or calling a number that they provide. The web address or the phone number might look similar to one you're familiar with or have used before. And sometimes these messages can be pretty convincing. I know, I think we've both had some personal experience with some of these messages. <laughs> yes, I got one a couple, I think it was just last year, and it very much looked like a legitimate email communication from Amazon. And everything looked really good, but it was about an order and even had a picture of the item that I allegedly bought, which wasn't something I had purchased. But it was prompting me like, hey, you need to check on the status of your order. You ordered these items. And I was, it gets you to panic a little bit at first where I'm like, wait a minute, I did not order that. So again, it had the link on there. Click on the link below and it'll take you to where, you know, who knows where to check on your order. So I had to pause and I'm like, I know I didn't order this actually pulled up amazon.com on its own web browser, did not follow any links, call any phone numbers provided in that email. 
logged into my account and I had no records of any orders in there and not mm-hmm. what they were talking about in this email. So just did my own research and slowed down after they get you to panic a little bit, <laughs> which mm-hmm. kind of drives you towards wanting to click those links, right? And Kelsey, I know you had a similar experience with something, a, a different entity though. Oh uh, yeah. So I, this was a couple of years ago. I got an email from what was supposed to be a bank that I actually used. So interesting that someone had that information, but they reached out via email saying that there was some fraudulent activity on my account. And they provided, I don't remember if it was a phone number or a link to click on and verify the activity, or I don't, I didn't click on the link or call. So, I mean, I don't know what the activity was, but I could tell pretty much right off the bat that something was off about the message, the email address that it came from. Sometimes you'll see if you look closely, they're off by like a number or a letter and it can be pretty convincing. This one was off by several numbers and letters. There's a lot of extra (laughs) stuff in there. (laughs) The formatting of the email was funky. Like the, the image of the bank logo was grainy and there were some typos and misspellings in the email. So yes, just, that's a common giveaway. <laughs> yeah, so it just seemed very, it, it didn't seem legitimate. So I, I did reach out to my bank and, and there wasn't any fraudulent activity. We, we looked through everything and verified everything, but did not reach out via the, the link or phone number that was provided to me. Perfect, perfect. I guess we can go into some variations of phishing that we'll often see. And I know I've, I've gotten a lot of these more so in the last couple of years that to the point that I'll just ignore a lot of them, but we'll see SMSing or vishing. So SMSing is these kinds of scam messages via text. Vishing is you'll get the same kind of messages via phone call or voicemail. And a lot of these They're able to use an area code that looks familiar to you. So it looks like it's coming from someone you know. Our phones, iPhones can do a better job now at indicating that this might be a scam message, but they don't always catch it. If it's really important, they'll probably leave you a voicemail. (laughs) But even so, the numbers provided or or something sounds a little off, it's best to reach out directly to the source that they're claiming to be coming from rather than the number that's provided in the message. Absolutely. One last variation of that is farming. And kind of this is the point of those links they leave in there, why it's important not to click on those. They might have malicious code attached to them. And as soon as you click on those links, you've just introduced that code and allowed it into your computer, your iPhone, whatever device you're using, and you've clicked onto that link from. So it's very important not to click on links. You don't know where, who it's coming from and where it's taking you to. Real quick, charity scams. So this time of year, uh, often people want to donate around this time of year after Thanksgiving too. That's very common as well. Do your research on the charities. We are going to provide a link that the FTC has in the show notes for this podcast uh, that has very good guidance on how to properly research a charity and some resources for doing that, looking into charities to make sure they're actually doing what they're saying they're going to do and donating to who they're saying they're going to donate to. So just take your time to do your research with charities and make sure that what you're donating is really going towards the cause you want it to. That's important. We've got a couple big and do's to do from this. So we want to make keep it sweet and simple. I know it's it's a lot. We just want to enjoy our holidays. <laughs> but mm-hmm. make sure that we're not adding any extra stress to our holiday, like you said earlier in the podcast, Kelsey. We'll just go over a few of these for both. We'll start with the big don'ts. 
some of these might seem obvious, but some not so much. So first one is don't download anything if you don't know where it's from. Correct. The second one is do not click on any convenient links. We mentioned that already. That's been sent to you, whether it's in your email or text messages. They've come through a lot there too. Don't click on those. Yeah. Don't use any also convenient phone numbers that have been provided in the suspicious messages either. Like we said in our personal experiences, just reach out to the company they're claiming to be directly. Absolutely. So that's that leads into our next one. Open up the actual website and log in to your account to check on any purchases. Use the phone numbers provided on the company's actual website, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. It kind of helps them too if you report, and I think I did this with that Amazon email where I reported to them that I had received this fraudulent email and they asked me to send forward it to them so that they could help them out to keep track of that kind of stuff happening as well. Last one we have for the big don'ts is don't pay for anything with a prepaid gift card online. If someone's asking you to load up like a Visa gift card or whatever and pay that way, just don't. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much handed over that money to them. So <laughs> not yeah. a good idea. So our big do's, please do these. The first one, we've kind of mentioned this a couple times, but worth repeating, slow down and really look at the email or text message or whatever it is that you are getting and make sure that it's actually legit. Yes. Be suspicious. So, I mean, like in my personal experience, seeing things that are that are a little off or when you get messages that promise rewards or, or trips or whatever, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Our third one, have strong passwords. The more complicated, the better. A couple offshoots for this one is be aware of what you share on social media. I know for a while there, and I, I still see them every once in a while, there's those fun quizzes people were doing and sharing and like you answer all these questions, pretty much handing over a lot of information that are common prompts for passwords. And sure enough, I saw quite a few of those people would get hacked up to, you know, might be a couple months later, but you're handing over a lot of information with those. Also use multi-factor authentication. You can reference our last podcast on cybersecurity where we had recommendations on those. There's a checklist attached to that podcast where you can see what recommended. And if you're a heavy online shopper, not a bad idea to change your passwords after you're done with all your shopping. So get your shopping done, make sure everything's tracked and all that sort of good stuff, and then change your passwords at the end of the shopping season. Use a VPN. So this was mentioned also in our last podcast about cybersecurity. And on that link attached to the podcast, there is a checklist that goes through some recommendations that we have for what to use for those. Absolutely. And then closely monitor your credit card and bank activity. And that's not just during the holiday season, but keep doing that into the new year for at least like a couple months. Just if anybody got that information, they might might wait a while while before you start making purchases or using your information for anything. So just keep an eye on it. And if anything suspicious comes up, you can address it as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Last one we've got here is to keep your devices up to date. And then I do have one final one that I thought of. We mentioned the FTC link to report charity scams. The FBI also has a mode to report spoofing and phishing scams at their Internet Crime and Complaint Center, the IC3. So we can attach that link as well. Absolutely. No, thank you for mentioning that. So we will have 
those attached to this podcast as well for reference. That's all I can think of for right now. Just kind of slow down to speed up is our message a little bit. Be suspicious. I know that sounds like awesome advice, but if it sounds too good to be true, it might be. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're going to save yourself some headache if you just check it out a little bit more thoroughly. Thank you for listening. Kelsey, thank you for joining me today. I hope we have you back soon. Yeah. Perfect. Be back with more here. In the meantime, you can always reach us via email at riskmitigation at lsds.us or from our website, lsds.us. Have a safe, wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. Bye, everybody. Thank you.